This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Welcome into the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Bill Bartholomew here with you. And what a treat we have for you today. I am just still so psyched that I was able to coordinate and make this interview happen and bring it to all of you. And that's today's guest, Ricky McKinney of the Blind Boys of Alabama. And the Blind Boys are amongst the top heritage acts um, when you're talking about the American musical tradition. I mean, just amongst the all-time greats, not only in the gospel context, which they're well-known for, but broadly speaking through just their own integration into our broader musical culture. Five-time Grammy Award winners, winners of a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award back in 2009. They've performed at the White House. Um, They've been endowed with a National Heritage Fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts, They've performed at the White House for Presidents Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. I mean, the list goes on and on. Collaborations with all kinds of people outside of the gospel idiom, and which, by the way, ranges from Prince to Lou Reed to Peter Gabriel to Bonnie Raitt to Ben Harper, Bon Iver, Amadou and Mariam. Um, just, a, just a massive, massive, powerful group in terms of our musical heritage. And again, so excited to have Ricky McKinney of the Blind Boys of Alabama here on Bartholomew Town. Now, the, the group is going to be performing here in Providence uh, at the Vets as part of a show called Bamako to Birmingham, Amadou and Mariam and the Blind Boys of Alabama. That's going to be at the Vets presented by First Works coming up on April 27th. Uh, it's a 7.30 p.m. showtime, again, at the Vets on April 27th. You can get tickets at ppacri.org or call 421ARTS. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I don't really have anything else to say. I just any ch- Anytime I get a chance to speak to a musical artist, being a singer-songwriter myself, having spent you know, at one point for a decade, I was doing exclusively that. Now I balance it with the media stuff um, in a way. But look, I'm, I'm just always so fascinated by the process of great artists in any medium, but especially music. And I hope you are as well. And I hope you can appreciate the fact that, you know, here in Rhode Island, we have opportunities to, to access some of the great artists of all time through the facilities that we have, be it the Vets, PPAC, um, the various clubs that we have around the state, um, particularly in Providence, even the festivals, of course. You know, you're talking Newport Folk, you're talking Rhythm and Roots, which is coming back talking even PVD Fest. Um, It's just, we have a great portal into the great acts. And this is one of those acts. There's no question about it. So Ricky McKinney of the Blind Boys of Alabama here on the Bartholomew Town Podcast. A fun conversation. And we just get into some esoteric stuff, some practical stuff, and the journey of an enduring and amazing legendary group. All right, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook. Just search for me, Bill Bartholomew. And if you enjoy the podcast, give us a follow, rating, and review wherever you're listening right now. And go ahead and just share it with people if you enjoy this one. You know, that's the best way that you can support the show. Of course, you can also click the support link wherever you're listening. If you want to go a step further, for as little as $3 per month, you may become a B-Town Insider. It's either clicking the support link or going to patreon.com slash Town. All right, enough of that. Let's get more of this, my conversation with Ricky McKinney of the Blind Boys of Alabama here on the Bartholomew Town Podcast. 
Blind Boys of Alabama are, I mean, when you talk about heritage acts, not only in terms of within the scope of gospel music, but just in general, in terms of of American acts, acts in the world. I mean, this is a project that traces its origins to, I mean, 1939 and still is innovating and collaborating and reaching audiences on a wide scale. Um, so first of all, welcome to the show. And I guess, you know, just just what does it take to be such a, an enduring act as the Blind Boys of Alabama have been? Yes, I'm Ricky McKinney. I'm the Blind Boys. And I want to let people know what it takes is that you have to have determination and um, you have to believe in what you're doing. And then you uh, give it all you got. And I've always been a dreamer. And if you can dream the dream, do the work and keep the faith, things usually work out. Yeah. And it's, that's injected into the music. There's no question about it, just in terms of the, the, the spirituality, the energy, the power of the music that you make. So, you know, looking back over the course of the band, the course of the act, if you will, you know, you've, you've done everything from collaborating in, I guess what you'd say, a more mainstream context with Prince, Lou Reed, Peter Gabriel, Bonnie Raitt, Ben Arper, Bon Iver, so many, um, you, you, you've reached that, that uh, oftentimes difficult to get to mainstream pop audience, if you will. At the same time, you've never swayed off course in terms of being a legitimate, credible artist within your genre. That, that's a fascinating thing, and most artists are unable to do that. It's kind of like, okay, well, if you go outside of the you know, outside of your lane, suddenly you've, I don't know if selling out's the right word, but you've had to change directions. I guess talk about that. Like, how does that happen? How have you been able to be so um, nimble in terms of your approach and still remain true to what you set out to do at the beginning? Well, you know, first of all, the Blind Boys of Alabama are a traditional gospel group. And a gospel group is different from a quote-unquote band. Uh, yeah, a group of guys that came together with one goal, and that was to sing gospel music. Mm-hmm. And through all the years, we've learned that what's from the heart reaches the heart. And the blind boys sing from the soul. So what we try to do is to have an open mind. Uh, we have met a lot of artists, and as long as the lyrics are good and wholesome and and it's feel-good music. We don't mind doing it. Um, we are the kind of group that um, we are open-minded. We we try to, to, to sing in a way that people people can understand it and make them feel good with the music that we sing. So that's what has kept us going all these years, being able to learn that people need people and working together does work. Yeah, and looking back on your career, there was a point in, you know, again, the the group in terms of the crossover of members and generations, and I'd like to get to that in just a moment as well, but, you know, at one point in the group's history, in the 1950s, there's an anecdote that's pretty widely known that Ray Charles' manager offered the Blind Boys the opportunity to tour, kind of a big deal, but it would require crossing over. Um, the group stuck to those gospel roots that you speak to. Um 
that sort of set the course for the career path of, of the group. Um, what does that say and what, how can that translate to artists right now? Anybody who is either a musical artist or really just anybody who wants to be true to themselves about sticking to what the, the, the quote-unquote mission is right in front of you and not veering off of that for perhaps short-term gain. Right. Uh, at one time, specialty records, uh, Blind Boards and Sam Cooke and different artists were on specialty. And when Sam Cooke first started singing um, pop, they asked the Blind Boys to sing some songs like in that genre. But we realized that gospel is what we do. I mean, Sam was singing about baby, darling, you send me. And we were saying, uh, Lord, I need you to help me. And here I am, Lord, standing, standing in a need of prayer, whatever. But we were reaching out to the people. You know, he sung songs that touched people in one way, and we sung songs that touched people in another way. But we learned, too, that gospel and, 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 and blues are first cousins to one another. One is talking about baby, and the other one is talking about God. But, um, you know, we've heard it said that um, Ray Charles was, was one of the blind boy to do some things. Well, um, I don't, I, I, I don't, uh, I never heard that before, but but they never did anything with Ray Charles. But Sam Cooke and, and Lou Rawls and, and, and all these guys, they come from gospel and, and they work with them throughout the years, but anybody, no matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of music you're into, you know, if you're a dancer or if you're an artist or what you do, um, you have to know within yourself. You have to know within yourself that this is what I want to do. Uh, and then you have to figure out what does it take in order for you to get to the place that you want to be in in the right kind of way. You know, you have to, it's something you, it, it, it's in your heart. If it's in your heart, you're going to be all right. The group has this enduring legacy that, that we spoke about earlier. And as such, there's been, you know, members that, of course, Clarence Fountain and, and, and others. But I guess, when did you join the group and, and, I imagine Blind Boys as a group that, you know, you have members that overlap in terms of generations. So it's almost like at one point someone might have been a newer, younger member and is now a more senior member. And that 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 cycle repeats. That's something that is can't be replicated or isn't replicated in any way, really, any in most musical outfits. Um, it's hard to imagine some of the modern bands just being like, okay, we're bringing in a new member. They're going to eventually take over as the front person or something like that. So when did you join the group? And, and can you talk about the experience of a multi-generational project that has continued to evolve and continue to innovate and perform here in 2022? Right. I joined the Blind Boys about 33 years ago. Uh, but my history with the Blind Boys uh, started when I was four years old. Wow. I met Clarence Fountain when I was four years old and Alice Thomas and 
George Scott and all the original John the Field, all the original guys, I knew them back in the day because my mother, Sarah McKinney, she was uh she was a uh professional gospel singer. She sung with Gene Martin singers. But when I met Clarence back in the day, um I had no idea that I would be a member of the Blind Boys of Alabama. Um I was working with the Blind Boys from time to time. I've been working with the Blind Boys uh, over, I came on the road when I was 20 years old with another group out of Texas. And we would all be in a package together uh, with different groups. And I was a drummer and, and I would play behind the Blind Boys or sometimes sing behind the, with the Blind Boys, but I was not a member of the Blind Boys. I'll be 70 years old this year so, you know, you can count it up from 20 to 70. Uh, I've been working at Blind Boys all that time. But uh, Jimmy Carter, he is the, the the senior member of the Blind Boys of Alabama. He turned 90 years old on February the 11th of this year, 2022. Um, I'm going to turn 70 years old um, in July of 2022. But we are the two members of the band that have been there the longest. Um, we work hand in hand. Uh, I love the Blind Boys. I love the Blind Boys, the organization. So by me loving the organization and, and knowing what the organization was all about, it touches me in a different manner than it does a lot of people. So I try to 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 influence guys that we might bring into the group to know that this is more than just some people getting together saying we have a mission the mission is to let people know that a disability doesn't have to be a handicap because it's not about what you can't do it's important it's about what you do and we are and, and we have been known to be legends in our own time so you have to respect that because that, that's uh, where I am today. And uh, the Brown Boys, um, uh, we've been around for a long time, but we're still here. Yeah, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award winners, five Grammy Awards, and all of that secondary to probably just like you said, that legacy as being this incredibly legendary uh, element of the American musical and cultural tradition, you spoke to the disability aspect of, of the group, which is something that obviously the, the, the title of the group is would point towards. Um, what's that experience like? And I, I, as I understand it, you know, it's not, um, it's not a criteria having a disability to be a part of the group, but it's certainly an, a part of your identity in just terms of name. So I guess if you could expand on that a little bit, the challenges and the opportunity that comes from visual disability. Right. Uh, we have learned, uh, I have learned that a disability is just a limitation and everybody have limitations. Uh, my motto is, uh, I'm not blind. I just can't see, which means I lost my vision, but I never lost my direction. Uh, and that's where I am today. That's, that's the way I think about life and things that are going on. 
around me. And uh, so, you know, um, the blind was, we tried to find people that are visually uh, impaired. Uh, you don't have to be blind. You can be um, legally blind. Uh, most of the guys that we have today that are singing in the blind boys are blind. Um, and we have a, a sighted guitar player who is a member of the blind boys of Alabama. But all the rest of the guys in the group are blind. It's not a criteria, but we do look for blind members, but, but we don't discriminate. You're performing here in Providence uh, coming up in, on April 27th at the Veterans Auditorium. And this is something that, that is really interesting. It's a show presented by First Works, an arts organization here in southern New England. Uh, Bamako to Birmingham, Amadou and Mariam and Blind Boys of Alabama. What's that collaboration all about and, and what should people expect from that concert? This is one of the greatest uh, experiences people are going to have. They've probably never seen anything like it before. Amadou is blind. Marion, she's blind also. Amadou is a guitar player, and Marion is a singer. And they have uh, a musician to accompany them. They are from Mali in the city, and, and they are from Bamako. And um, they are African. This, and we are American, black, blind singers and we sing some of our songs the songs that you want to hear uh, like uh, i can see and amazing grace and if i had a hammer but we also come together and sing with amadou and marion and you talking about a time we have a time so what you should look come looking for is to have a good time hear some good music and if you feel like dancing, you're going to get up and dance. If you feel like clapping your hands, you're going to clap your hands. But we're going to have a great time. I want to ask you before we wrap up here just a little bit more about just the journey of your life in, in music and, and especially music that's so spiritually driven and you know the connection that you have to the art, the work that you make. And my guess is that based on the power of your performances and the endurance of the, of the band or the group itself, that you are, the music takes you someplace beyond this world. You know, that I think music is one of the few things that, that almost can outperform science in the sense of like exploring the unknown, exploring the mysterious and, and, and elevating human consciousness. I'm curious about your experience with that and what you've learned about this universe that we live in and just the experience of life itself through your music, because it's so powerful and it's so, um, it seems like it would open up doors internally for you to feel the power of something greater. Well, you know, um, when I think about music, music touches everybody. Uh, we sing a song with, um, I'm doing Marion that says two cultures, just one beat. And that's the way it is all over the world. You, you go different places, they have different cultures. But the music is something that pulls everybody together. Music can make you feel good when you're feeling bad. I've had people that come to me and say, uh, when I came to the concert, I was down, and but now I feel good. And, and, and 
all kind of things, but the whole thing is that uh, music touches me in a special kind of way, uh, and and it and it's from the heart. And what's from the heart reaches the heart. And 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 inside of every man there's a soul. If inside of every man there's a soul. And and if you can touch that, if, if your music, no matter what you're doing, if you're dancing and no matter what you're doing, it, it if it touches people in a way, it that's what's important. And 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 my thing today is to let people know, uh, I'm Ricky McKinney. Uh, with the blind boys, but I try to let people know that no matter what the situation is, no matter where you're coming from, a song can make it better. A song can make it better. A lot of times, I I'll be going through something and I sing a song. I can see clearly now the rain is gone, and that song lifts my spirit. But if you come out. You're gonna have a good time. We uh, we're not gonna preach to you. We're gonna sing to you, and we're gonna have a wonderful time. So, so don't miss it when the boys are back in town. Yeah, it's coming up in just a couple of weeks here in Providence and um, and beyond as well because we have a lot of listeners that are outside of the uh, the Southern New England region. So um, you've performed at the White House. You've done just about everything on paper that <laughs> any artist sets out to do or would would want to set out to do. Um, an absolutely legendary group, and great to talk to you, Ricky. We really appreciate it. I want to thank you for this opportunity just to be a part of, of your program because, like I said, people need people and working together works, and it's a pleasure being a part of what you're doing. And I just want people to know that um, God loves you, and so do I. Rhode Island's podcast of record, B-Town. At HealthSource RI for Employers, we provide access to health insurance to more than 1,100 local businesses and nonprofits, and 96% of them renew through us every year. Maybe it's our choice of 19 different health plans, our 10 years of customizing solutions, or our one local team of dedicated experts helping employers find quality health insurance. See how our numbers stack up for you. Learn more at healthsourceri.com/employers.